0: 700 footprints between your front porch and mine We have 18 years to count them up in
1: time
2: Welcome to this episode of The Art Box, recording from the 39th Annual Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, Nevada and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association provides creative opportunities for all ages. Get creative with us at the Mesquite Fine Arts Center located at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com or on Facebook The Art Box
0: So I walk if you fall catch me I have no
3: was fantastic. We had so much fun. Uh, watching you guys perform and then of course you invited the audience to come and join you, so I've, I always want to try new stuff so I was out there. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about the Basque dancing that you do and, and where that came from and about your dance group. Let
4: me take it? Yep. Okay, so we are Chaudy Balza, which means Blackbird in Basque. Um, we are a Basque contemporary dance group. It is something that you don't really see a lot of in the United States, but it is happening a lot in the Basque country. Here in the United States, you see a lot more of like traditional dance and it's performed as like an ethnic identity. Being Basque is like you, you dance, that's what you do. And um, for us, it's more of a love of dance. We have two dancers that are not Basque in the slightest and they are absolutely beautiful. They bring con- they contribute to the group things that we could never have found anywhere else. And so that's where we get our contemporary side from. We like to add bits of modern dance bits of contemporary dance bits of ballet on top of the traditional Basque dance and our whole goal as a group is to continue telling the stories of the Basque people of the Basque culture of Basque history so that they don't die. A lot of times stories are forgotten just because they simply aren't told so it's our goal to put those stories right up front and center so that everybody Basque or not can enjoy them.
3: Olivia, how old were you when you started doing this? Oh, well, (laughs) I
0: started Basque dancing, well, I've been dancing like ballet and things like that since I was about three, and then I started Basque dancing originally probably when I was six or seven, and then stopped for a little while, and then started again when I was 14 or 15, and have been doing it ever since, and I'm 23 now, so.
3: Okay, and you three are all Basque. Uh, heritage?
0: I'm not. So I'm one of the ones that is not okay. in the slightest. Um, <laughs> I say I'm like Basque by association, just because I've. I mean, growing up in Elko, it's the the culture is everywhere. But I just have a really like deep appreciation for the culture, and I I don't try to say that I am Basque. You know, I don't want to. You know, I'm not going to act as though I am. But I I do care very much, and I. And, you know know a lot of history and can really appreciate it too so it's it's fun to to hang around other basque people and you know take in the great parts of the culture <laughs> sure.
3: Catelyn, i noticed that your group was using a lot of props so to speak oh yeah so can you tell because there were were some curved reeds maybe and then you used sticks you want to tell us about one of those dances and why you use those props, or both of them?
1: Yeah, so um, the couple of dances that we used today with our our props, we had um, our take on the hoop dance, which Mm -hmm. is a very traditional Basque dance. Um, We actually made the hoops ourselves from willow trees in our um, backyard in our ranch in Carson Valley my husband and I are on. So that was something important to us. It just puts a little more of our soul into it. And um, the hoop dance has really deep ties to Basque culture. And so the dance that we did today is our interpretation of it and our kind of homage to it. So we have some contemporary steps added to it. And um, it's just a really fun one to perform. So we thought it would be perfect for this afternoon. And then the other dance that we performed is uh, Kaisaranka. And so we did um, the sticks. And so that's like our super fun dance with the hits. And um, just try not to get your hands whacked by your partner.
0: <laughs> or your head, yeah. or your head.
5: <laughs> I heard somebody make mention of that.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> hope
5: their knuckles are okay. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got our fair share. Of, oh yeah. yeah Everybody we'll has had a, a bruised knuckle or two. <laughs> that's um, how you learn to get your hand out of the right, sp- yeah, <laughs> in the right spot. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's another one that has some
1: really um, deep ties to the bass Basque culture and some traditional dances. But again, um, you know, it's another super fun one for people to watch and so we wanted to bring that one out as well.
3: Now, I'm just learning about everything, so I have lots of questions. So the badge basque- <laughs> They were from uh, Spain?
4: Yeah, so it is, um, they, (laughs) they, the country itself is not autonomous, but it straddles um, the Pyrenees Mountains into northern Spain, and then on the other side of the Pyrenees into um, France. So my family is from the Spanish side in the Bay of Vizcaya. Um, a little town called Eas, where my grandparents immigrated from, and Catlin's family is from the other side of the mountains. So she is more French Basque. Um, we won't hold that against her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some
0: people might, but yeah, we yeah don't. some people might. <laughs>
4: but um, yeah, so there's different traditions from both sides of the mountains. There are seven provinces within the Basque Country, um, and everybody refers to it as Saspiakbat. Bat. It is the seven in one, and so as seven different Different groups of people we make up one culture of the Basque.
3: Now Francie, is your is your food a little bit different then? I'm asking because we were at the Star Hotel last Oh, no. oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is that is phenomenal
4: food oh. for sure. Some of the best steak I've ever had came from that restaurant. <laughs> But I would say that I personally classify a lot of the restaurants here in America as Basque American restaurants because some Americans go into and they don't want to eat uh, inkfish or blood (laughs) sausage as we call them because it's so... Far out of the realm. If you made it, nobody would order it, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But like the foods that we ate growing up were just very simple. They, you know, two, three ingredients max. Um, a lot of people regard it kind of as peasant food. Like traditional Basque food is very simple, um, and it's good. <laughs> I don't know how it always tastes so good, but you put enough garlic in anything, and I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> yep. So um, yeah, but Basque food is very simple. It's salt and pepper and garlic and you eat and you drink enough wine and soon enough you don't care and <laughs> it's good regardless. Yep.
3: So, Catlin, was yours more have like a French flavor then? Or oh, is it? So, it's
1: interesting that you ask that because so backward, like my family uh, kind of When we immigrated over, we came to Carson Valley, which is more like the western side of the state. And so um, down there, kind of the star equivalent is the JT. Mm -hmm. And there's just a few little tweaks. So one of the things that stands out about Basque food is like the family-style dining. So it used to be um, when the sheep herders would come in, because that's how a lot of the Basque people came over, they were sheep herders. And so when they would come into town, it was like a big celebration. There were long tables and the courses of simple food. Like Francie was saying. So it's not necessarily a um, French versus Spanish, but there are like regional differences. Mm -hmm. Like if you have Basque food in Idaho, Utah, Nevada, there's like little tweaks everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not anything crazy, but I do think depending on where you grow up, you might have some slight preferences. Like do you want french fries or do you want spaghetti? Do you (laughs) want uh, mayonnaise in your salad or do you want straight vinegar? Kind of depends on where you grew up. So just little things like that, but really, I mean, I think all of us can say when we go into a Basque restaurant, it immediately kind of feels like home, so. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: For you as well, Olivia?
0: I would say so, um, especially just growing up. I mean, I live like four blocks from the Star, Mm -hmm. so I've been eating there since I was, probably before I could really chew my food.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So so yeah, I
0: would say, and just, um, I mean, truly, I mean, you were there at the Star during a really big Week here, so it was of course packed, I'm sure, but it's honestly packed like that all the time. I couldn't believe that, and which is odd because Elko is not a very big town, and somehow (laughs) everyone is always at the star when you Mm -hmm. go, so it's like more of an experience, too. I would say it's also like a social hub, like if you need the recent town gossip, you can go sit at the bar for a little (laughs) bit. Yeah,
4: (laughs) the star bar,
0: like I mean, everyone from Elko, like. I mean, I remember at least can't. I couldn't wait till I turned 21 so I could go to the Star Bar and just order like a Calimacho, and which is wine and coke and lime and. Um, it's I, really not that it's, special. Yeah, no, it's, again, not, it's tradition. Three it's, ingredients. It's so you, spell, up age you spell anything with a T and an X, and people will flock to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I, w- I would say that just being in any sort of like. Basque area is just very familiar and comfortable, and um, even if I'm not Basque myself, it does feel like home. So,
3: <laughs> Francie, how long has your group been together, and how long do you guys practice? And Steve, jump in anytime.
5: <laughs> she is the best question.
4: Ever. <laughs> So we started Chari Batza almost three years ago, exactly. And um, we practice together once a week, <laughs> online, for about an hour. We online? Yes. Yeah. How do you do that? So Catlin and I, even though we live in the same valley, it is very hard. This is my sister-in-law as well. It's <laughs> yeah. hard to get us like, together, <laughs> even though we live 10 minutes away from each other. And Olivia lives um, just down the road in uh, Arizona. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, Just a little short,
0: 14 hours away. Yeah.
4: And so we practice online. We use a format. Well, we were using a format called Discord until it decided to eat up all of our internet capacity. And so now we use Google Meets. And um, (laughs) when I'm teaching choreography, I wear one white shoe or one white sock on my right foot and a left and black shoe or black sock on my left foot. And um, then they're able to distinguish, even if the camera has me reversed, which is the right foot, which is the left foot, and what hand is doing what. We use my tattoo for reference. We use my watch for reference. Yep. I'm known to paint one hand one color and the yeah. other hand nothing, just so everybody can discern you know, which color does what, and then they can put it to their own body. Um, we all got here on Thursday. We had our first practice Friday and performed for the first time on Wednesday. So it's kind of a... We make it work <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and everybody having such expansive like dance experience and willingness to learn we just make a little tweak here, a little tweak here, and then throw it on stage, and we're like, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
1: and we should say, too, we have two other dancers yes. in our group that aren't here sitting with us, but mm-hmm. Callie and Alicia, and they help make things just even more well-rounded, and mm-hmm. um, just bring everything together, and yeah. one of the best things about our group is we really can just trust each other on stage, so if there's little tweaks, like, hey, I'm really not making this jump, it's like, alright, let's figure it out, Let's let's do a turn, let's do this, and it's really amazing to have that much Trust and have such a good friendship with everybody Mm -hmm. because it really makes it possible to do the virtual practices. And then when we come together, it's just like, oh, this feels so good. Like, take a deep
0: breath, let's do this. Mm Yeah.
3: This is
5: quite incredible. Like new do virtual practices.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden the sticks, you're pounding them on each other and it works. Yeah. yeah. And
4: the trust is huge. The first time we practice it, we have this hilarious video of oh. us in our basement on Friday. <laughs> yeah. And we all went and nobody hit because we were all so scared. And so the video is just like us committed, committed, committed. And then all of a sudden we're all like, ah. <laughs> no, we, all, we all go to hit and we're like,
0: oh. Ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Please yeah, don't hit me. Well,
0: but that happened once, and then and then it was and yep. then we were fine. Well, you could not tell.
5: It looks like you practice all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, why Arizona and where in Arizona?
0: So I live in Phoenix. Um, I went to school uh, in Reno, Nevada. I just graduated in May. And um, I was like, well, I have nothing better to do. I just, you know, I'm out of school. I don't really know what's going on, so I moved down to Phoenix and I work at the Desert Botanical Garden um, as an event planner, but um, I obviously dance on the side, and I I took this week kind of off, but I'm working remotely, and so all my coworkers are like, send me videos, we want to see you dance, and all this stuff, so it's really fun. I'm I'm glad that I, you know, have a support system on the other side that appreciates what I do here, because this is really, like, this is just really important to me, so I'm happy that that I can do both. But so. you grew up here. Yeah, mm-hmm. grew up, born and raised here. Four blocks from the star. Yep, four yeah. blocks from the star. Olivia and
4: I actually met in preschool 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: um, it's quite fun. we've been pals ever since. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, isn't that great? Yeah. yeah.
5: I'm glad we got you guys.
0: <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you.
5: So why emigrate from the Basque region? to this particular, and I hear you say sheep herders. Yeah, Yeah. so
4: there was was two waves of immigration that occurred. The first one occurred in the late um, 1800s, and they were just searching for the American dream. They heard it was better over here. They were, a lot of the Basques that came over in the early 1800s took to ranching. They took to entrepreneurship, restaurant owning. Um, They wanted to build their families. Um, The second wave of Basques that came over was the group that included my grandfather, my Aytecha, and that was because of Francisco Franco came to power in Spain. Um, when that occurred, it became illegal to be Basque. The language was taken away. Really? Uh, nationalist dances were changed to fit the Franco organization and the power. Um, People were in the Basque country, there were checkpoints. You could not carry anything with Basque writing on it. It would be searched and translated. Um, it was a very, very dark time in the Basque country. So that second wave of immigration, again, they were on the search for the, they were on the hunt for the American dream. They wanted to find something better. And even though sheep herding was not like the thing you did in the Basque country. Okay. They came over and learned because it was necessary to get out. My Aichicha, it was very hard for him to talk about it for a long time. He would tell a few stories from sheep camp here and there, but it was hard for him to talk about because he was in the mountains by himself for weeks with sheep and a dog and a horse, and that's all he had. And um, he had left his wife and his newborn son in the Basque Country, where he knew it was probably not the safest for them. And so, it made them stronger. It gave them a stronger sense of identity, and wanted to keep Basques in America closer together.
3: And wasn't there a problem at first with the ranch, uh, cattle ranchers as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> the range
4: uh, wars. <laughs> you yes, want to touch yes. on that? Uh,
1: I can. Um, I don't know that that was necessarily a Basque Not necessarily. problem. <laughs> I think more than anything it had to do with cowboys versus sheep herders, it didn't necessarily have to do anything with like being a Basque sheep herder, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of conflict between people that were running cows and people that were running sheep, and it was like, I have cows here, you get your sheep off, or vice versa. and. Um,
3: and it was f- uh, free range, right? Yes, yes. free range. No yes. fences, no yeah. Fences. And no permits.
1: No permits <laughs> and no rules. There's there's no rules. <laughs> Just, Just eat the grass. Enough. Just <laughs> eat the grass. Yeah, <laughs> and so there was a lot of conflicts there. Um, a lot of the cattle ranches would kind of stake out, like, the watering holes, so the sheep would have to go farther, and it was... Um, not taken too kindly for the sheep to come to water, and so there was a lot of conflict for a very long time. It's very interesting now because we see a lot of blending between families that used to sheep herd and families that now ranch. I mean, Mm -hmm. those lines are blurred, but if it would have been 100 years ago, it was a totally different story, completely different. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, actually, because we, the, our motto is really to tell stories, and so one of the stories that we love to tell is the story of the sheep herders and kind of the different conflicts that they would go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just honestly, hats off to all the old-timers because they went through it, honestly. Yeah. I, we can't even begin to imagine what they went through when they came over, so.
3: So how did you guys get here at the Cowboy Thirty-nine 39- <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy poetry wants to talk to that. <laughs> Uh, I can
0: I can start it and <laughs> okay. someone can join in. So, um, well, the other member of our of our group, Callie, she's actually the gathering manager this year, which she joked probably a week or two before the gathering started that she would be the first and only gathering manager to also perform at the gathering because it was <laughs> there's just so much to do. So we were we're grateful that you know that that she was able to perform with us. But when she kind of took over as the As the manager, and they were starting to play in their programming, the theme of this year is right where we belong. So thinking just in terms of um you know different kind of groups of people that that exist here in the west and in this area in particular, the Basques are a large portion of that. so we like to think it's not just because Callie was in this group that we were chosen, but you know, it definitely helped, I think, with scheduling. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but,
3: but abso- absolutely, it goes yeah. right with the theme. It yeah, would be yeah, the theme if you guys weren't here. Yeah, yeah. right. The exactly. other thing Thanks. that Callie was
4: sure to point out to us was again, when she was like, Well, you're not just getting invited because I'm here, you're getting invited because we are young people focused on telling stories of the past. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, she, she really made sure that we were like telling it. A story this year. This year, the story that we're telling is um, how to make sagaradoa or Basque um, hard cider. Um, so, sagaradoa uh, translates directly to apple wine, and that's the story we're telling. Ah. And so, <laughs> we were, yeah, we were, um, that was the story we chose to focus on, and so we're very excited to come here and tell that story alongside, you know, stories from. Florida, I heard there's performers from Louisiana, from all over the country, all yeah. over the world. So we're just absolutely excited to be here.
3: Steve, what did you think when they jumped on that glass of wine? <laughs> yeah, I got
5: videos of that oh,
2: oh, good. Cool. Yeah. Because cool. yeah.
5: cool. yeah, who did it first?
3: Callie.
0: Callie. Yeah. She's not here with us, but yeah. She
5: did it first. I was like, and everybody behind me, all like, went, whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. are yeah. like, we're <laughs>
5: Expecting the glass to break.
0: Oh, yeah. No. It's crazy. It's,
4: it's actually a lot easier than OK, playing. and who was last? That was um, me.
5: Maybe. You? Yep. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you, did you. Both, you did both feet.
0: Oh, I yeah. did, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, even with Catelyn standing on there, too, we've got a really cool shot of her from our show on Wednesday. She has ballet training as well, and like the photographer got a shot kind of from behind her. Like Her arms are behind her, and her toe is pointed, and it's just... I literally was like staring Bass. at it. For, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I was like, "Wow, this needs to be <laughs> Yeah, because the real photographer and... was hanging out the, oh, the real yeah.
4: Photographer. Oh yeah.
0: Photographer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun dance it to is do, fun. definitely.
4: Yeah, that one to... goes back a long, long way too yeah. into Basque culture and everything. The original legend was it was farmers that would perform it, and so before harvest they would all get together and you know hang out as Basques do, and the legend was was that if you could dance up to the glass, dance around the glass, and then jump on and off of it without spilling, you would have a good harvest. And I've performed that dance, what did we determine, for like the last like 15 years? Yeah. And I've spilled it multiple times, but... <laughs> <laughs> yep.
5: You didn't but spill it tonight? No. Is, no. Is, is it beer?
4: No, so that was the hard cider yeah. Yeah, okay. that I poured. Stagardoa. Yeah.
5: Okay. yeah. Okay. And yep. there's a reason for the hard cider.
4: Um, yeah, the, that's because this year, um, usually we pour red wine into it because that's very Basque, I guess you could say. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, but <laughs> we did the, the hard cider because that's what our show um, was about on Wednesday, and then we're okay. performing it again tomorrow. We tell the story about um, how the whole how cider is made, from collecting the apples to smashing the apples, and then you know getting to party afterwards and drinking yeah. what you made. Yeah. So yeah.
3: Where's your, where are you performing tomorrow?
4: Tomorrow we perform here at the convention center in the turquoise
0: room at 9 AM. Yeah. We'll be doing some other dances that you didn't see yes. today. Ooh. And we'll have more props. Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> we love props. I, yes. We do. We love we carrying things a, from our car.
3: Um, <laughs> podcast scheduled at 9 tomorrow, but maybe we can change that because I'd love to go see these ladies again, wouldn't you?
5: I know you're planning on dance until midnight tonight
0: though. So oh, oh. he's gonna be at the dance. I might be there. My okay. friend is on she's she might actually I think she's texting me. She's driving over from Reno today, so we might mm-hmm. we might go there tonight. But also my legs are <laughs> sore, yeah. so we will oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I might go have some dinner and then but I, I also can't not dance when I see anyone else it's dancing. Poetry, you gotta go dance. Yeah. You yeah. have to. You gotta do it for Francie
1: and I. Yeah. We're not
0: going. We have three little kids, so we're not
1: <laughs> <right. laughs> yeah. we nice. going to bed. No, that's
5: right, you guys are local, so you <laughs> yeah. go like We're going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: go to bed. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. Bedtime. <laughs> yeah.
5: Okay. I'm done, except that this was, it was, it was really good.
3: Oh, Thank good. you. Thank you. This was phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming in and spending time with us. We learned so much about. The history of the Basque culture, the food, the dance—it was. This and is a I gem think our, our listeners will like this. <laughs> oh, cool. oh,
2: good! Yay! Thanks to Jesse Viter for our music in this episode. The Artbox sponsors. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We welcome all comments. You can email us at artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.
0: Quiet songs, big ears, big heart. A girl needs a dog.